0: This is Sharbrea Shine, and welcome back to Max Out Girl. I just want to encourage somebody today. What do you do when you're tired of waiting? Maybe you're just tired, period. Like you feel like God's not coming through for you, like things are not changing, like you just want to give up. You just don't know which direction to go, left or right. You just feel weary and I just want to encourage that person today. First and foremost, I just wanna encourage you guys with scripture. I feel like we all are sometimes can go find ourselves in a season or a time or even a moment in time. It might even be fleeting, it might be even be a quick thought or a day or a week or months or even years, and I don't want that to happen to you guys, where you feel like, you know what, I just can't go on. I just can't keep hoping. I just can't keep believing. Things just seem hopeless. I just want to say, it is not hopeless. Encourage yourself in the word of the Lord. It is not hopeless. Do not give up. Please do not give up. And the word of God tells us that God will never leave us or forsake us. He is not a liar. He is not, also the word lets us know that he is not the son of a man that shall repent, meaning he doesn't have to repent for lying because he won't. And he is our father and he loves us if you're a child of the most high God, meaning you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. And I wanna encourage you guys, do not give up your confidence that God loves you, that he wants to take care of you, that he wants to cover you and comfort you in his love and i know sometimes you may feel like man he's not thinking about me but that's not true the word of god says cast your cares on me for i care for you he wants you to lay all your burdens at his feet and you might wonder well how do i do that well first of all just talk to him like he's a friend let him know like god this situation that situation like just talk to him be real because he already knows how you feel he already knows your thoughts your worries he already knows your needs he already knows what you're stressing about and he doesn't want you to stress or worry the word of god says be anxious for nothing but with prayer and supplication bring your requests to god he wants you to bring all your requests to him And you know, sometimes we nag or we complain to other people who have no solution to our problems. When he says, bring all that to me, he never gets tired of hearing from you. He never gets tired of hearing from his children, no matter how bad it may get because he is the solution to the problem. He has the solution to every single problem. And so if we're not supposed to be anxious for anything, meaning worry or stress about anything, we're supposed to bring it all to him. That means because he wants us to live a life full of peace and joy, even when there's chaos going around us, even when there's um, things that we can't explain, things that we feel we can't change. God wants to hear from you. He wants to hear your voice, your cries, your issues, your problems. And again, also your praise and your thanksgiving, as the scripture says, with prayer and supplication. Bring all your requests to God. And after you brought those requests to him, thank him for answering those prayers and then praise him just for who he is. So we have to learn how to be thankful the things that we have, and sometimes you might feel like, you know what, I don't know what to be thankful for. Let's start off with the basics, like thank God that you woke up this morning, thank God you have breath in your lungs, and whatever, maybe you feel like, you know what, but I'm sick in this area. Well, thank God that you're healed in another area, and honestly, if you're sick in one area, you can claim healing in that area, because the word of God tells us, by his stripes, we were healed. God, Jesus died on the cross also, that we can be saved our sins, but also that we can be healed of every sickness, every disease disease and so you also can claim that but you have to know the scripture but also just being thankful for different things like thank god may not be where i want to live but i'm staying somewhere may not be what i want to wear but i have some clothes on my back may not be the food i want to eat but i have food and again things could always be worse so let's learn how to also be Thankful, just for the simple things um thank God that I have parents, or maybe if your parents are gone, thank God that I have- ch- my children are here with me, or thank God that I have the activity of my limbs I can walk I can talk i I can breathe just so many things that we can take for granted that we can thank God for and be grateful for um and then you know what that's why I always say let's practice gratitude, sometimes I find myself nagging and complaining, and then it's just like the Lord will remind me like. Okay, how about practice gratitude, the things that you are grateful for? Now get my journal out and I'll write a long list. Trust me, after I do that, I feel so much better about the things that I didn't feel good about, about the things I was worried about or wanna complain and nag about or have an attitude about because there's, it could always be worse definitely could be worse no matter how bad your situation is first and foremost someone else in the world is going through the exact same thing and second of all someone else would love to be in the position you're in because their life is worse off so we have to learn to be content in whatever state we're in and that's what the word of god tells us and also once you're learning to be you know grateful and practicing that thankfulness you're going to feel better. You're going to have more joy. You're going to feel like continuing to go on because now your perspective has changed. And a lot of times that's exactly what needs to change, our perspective because and our focus. We're focusing on what's wrong, the chaos around us, the, the sadness around us, everything, and we feel hopeless. But we're supposed to keep our eyes on God, on Christ, on the Word of God, on the fact that with him, all things are possible, even when things seem impossible. And again, I'm speaking scripture, so look these scriptures up. Um, all things are possible with God, says it in his word. And so, when we're in the most impossible situation, if we consult our God, he has a solution. And his solutions, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. They're not like our ways. And so he has a solution to everything we're struggling with, everything that we feel like is hopeless in our lives, everything that we feel like will never change because it's always been this way, everything that we may feel like, you know what, there's no use, there's no hope. God is hope. He is the answer. And so I want to encourage you. And also with the scripture where it says, um, also with prayer and supplication, um, in Thanksgiving, so we practice thankfulness. You know, you thank Him, but praise God. And the part of praise is just praising God for who He is. He doesn't have to do another thing for us. He's worthy to be praised because He sent Jesus Christ, His one and only begotten Son, uh, to die on the cross for our sins, so that we could be saved. And He loved us when we didn't care about Him, and He sent His Son to die for us when we had no idea the sin or the issues that we were living in. He did it just because He loved us. And the Word says. We love him because he loved us first. He extended love to us when we hated him. And that's the thing about it. You know, when you know the word and when you know just how good God is, it's easy to praise him. And sometimes, y'all, I'm going to keep it real. You ain't even going to feel like praising him or being thankful because you might be pissed at the world or you might be upset about what you're going through or you might have an attitude because you're suffering or you're just being selfish. We have emotions. We're human. And that's okay. But you have to shift that perspective, change that focus, give honor to God. And sometimes I have to force myself And then it shifts the atmosphere. It shifts my focus. And before you know it, I have joy where I was angry or hurt or where I felt hopeless or where I just felt like, you know what, things are never going to change in my situation. And then I start to even be grateful and praise God for the simple things like, God, thank you for your faithfulness and thank you for your love for me and thank you for creating me and thank you for saving me. And thank you for the stars, the moon, like me, I'm a nature person, not books, <laughs> but I love like the sun, stars, like sunsets, flowers, trees. Like I just love certain water, beaches, sand, like I love so many different things that God created. And so a lot of times I go for prayer walks with my husband or we'll walk around and I thank God for those things. It's so beautiful, so peaceful. It is so calming for me. And so I just thank God for those things as well, or the other beauty that's in the world for different types of people, for diversity, you know, for family, for community, like all these things that we have. I just praise God. And then I praise him. Lord, I just praise you for who you are, that you're holy, that you're loving, that you're merciful, that you're gracious. And you know, that your mercies are renewed to me each morning that you don't look at me, you know, according to my flaw and my weaknesses but you look at me through the lens of love like all those things are so many things to be grateful for and again perspective perspective is key what are you focusing on Don't give up because you feel like things aren't changing. You have to get away from that carnal mind, meaning your natural human mind, and really renew your mind in the word of God, which it tells us to do in Romans 12. You have to renew your mind. And then in Hebrews 10 and 35, it tells us, don't throw away your confident trust in the Lord. You know, it says, wait upon the Lord. If you continue to trust in him and in his faithfulness, your faith is going to have a great recompense of reward, meaning you're going to have an amazing reward for waiting on the Lord, for trusting in Him. And sometimes it's hard to believe that when you're going through a season or years of waiting on God in a certain area and you don't see the manifestation. And there's so many different um, things in my life that God has done for me that I've waited for. And one of the biggest things that I really use as a testimony is my marriage. And for years it seemed like I was going to be single forever. And for years, people, you know, really just didn't understand my choices of why I stopped just dating random guys, why I stopped dating around, why I started focusing really on my relationship with God in my personal life and, you know, why I wasn't dating all these randoms and I seemed like I was too picky and my standards were too high and I wanted to wait till marriage to have sex and nobody was going to do that, they thought, and, you know, my standards and my deal breakers were too much and, you know, people had their own opinions, but I, I stood on the word of God and what... I felt in my heart to do as far as my convictions, my godly standards, and it took years. And there was times where people around me, and even the enemy of my own flesh, was trying to make me feel bad about that. Like, God ain't coming through. God ain't gonna do this. God ain't gonna do that. Maybe I should sell. Maybe this, maybe that. There are times when it's extremely hard to wait, where there was, it was times where it was extremely hard to trust in God and his faithfulness, to believe that God had a man that truly loved him. And, you know, met my deal breakers and standards that he, that he had a man like that for me. At times it was so hard and so difficult to continue to hold on and to believe. But I, even in the midst of some of those moments that were tough or feeling like I wanted to give up, I kept pushing. I kept believing. I kept meditating on God's word and listening to, you know, messages of faith and hope and really trusting that God wants to give us the desires of our hearts. And it's according to my faith. And I know sometimes people say, well, maybe it was God's will for you to be single. And honestly, at one point I believed that. I'm like, well, maybe it is. You know, I have a singles movement. You know, I brought a book, blah, blah, blah. But then deep down in my heart, I believe I desire to have a husband. And, you know, that's a holy desire. It's nothing wrong with that. It's in the word of God. And so I just stood on that. And then I let it go. And I lived my life. And I lived it for God. And I focused on my goals, my dreams, and what I felt that the purpose Uh, the purpose that God had for me in that single season. I just focused on those things. And though it was hard at times, y'all, I didn't give up. And I didn't have to go search it for a man. God sent him in such a supernatural, cool way. I love our love story. And the things that I didn't even know that I needed, my husband possesses those qualities and things that I wanted. He also possesses those. But the major thing is he truly loves God and he loves the word of God. And he truly strives to love me like Christ loved the church. And he honored me until marriage. We did not have sex until marriage. And we have such a beautiful love story. And that's the faithfulness of God because the word of God says, when God blesses, he adds no sorrow. It ain't all this drama and crazy foolishness. Now, yes, in marriages, you'll have challenges because it's a relationship that you got to work on. However, it's not all this foolishness you hear where so much heartbreak and pain. It's a thing of joy and beauty and unity because God sent that to me. And I want to encourage you in your life, whatever you're waiting for, whatever you're hoping for, do not give up. God wants to bless you. He wants to use this as a testimony of his faithfulness. But will you wait on him? Will you continue to believe that he loves you, that he has your back, that he's not trying to hold out on you? Girl, he really wants to bless your life. Sometimes it's not the right timing. Sometimes it's not the right season. But most of the time, he's working on our heart. Will you trust me in the midst of waiting? Will you trust me when you feel like I'm silent? Will you trust me when it looks like nothing's moving? Will you trust me when it seems like it's never gonna come to pass? Will you trust me even when you just, it seems like everybody else is blessed with that one thing that you prayed for? Will you trust me with the person that you are envious of gets it first? Will you trust me? Or will you look to the left or to the right? Or will you look into the word Truth, my word of God, and no. And when I say my word of God, I'm saying this is God talking to you. Will you look at my word of God and believe what I have said, despite how you feel, despite how it looks in the midst of turmoil, hurt, pain, sorrow? Will you trust my word? Will you trust the integrity of my heart towards you? Will you trust that? If I gave my only son for you when you were a sinner, how much more will I give you now that you've accepted me as your Lord? And that's in the word of God. And that's another thing, guys. We have to know what scripture says. How do you know what you have access to if you don't know the promises of God? You won't and you'll miss out on the blessings that God wants to give you. Not because God's holding it out to you, but because you don't know how to access it because you don't know the word and there's spiritual law and you don't know what to claim and what to stand on because you don't know what it says. So that's something that's really important too. When you wanna give up, learn the word of God. If you don't know where to start, uh, you can Google scriptures on faith and it will give you a list. Start reading those scriptures out loud. Write them out because when you write them out in a notebook, It just does something to your brain and helps you to remember scripture when you write things out. Say it out loud, write it out, look at it, meditate on it, mean just think on it. And what does it mean to you? Look at it in other translations, write it on a note card through the week, look at it, um, write it on your wall as far as like a sheet of paper and tape it up there. Whatever you need to do, get this word of God in your heart because that's what's going to help you to stand. uh, And we have to know it and get it in our hearts and hear it over and over and over and over Because faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, and and that's also scripture. So you have to know this. And here's the thing too. I don't always remember every verse and every chapter and verse where scripture comes from, but man, the word is in my heart, and I can quote so many scriptures that I've studied over the years. And then certain scriptures, absolutely. I know the chapter and the verse because I've been in the word. And again, it's not about memorization necessarily or knowing where you can find it, but Once you put it in your heart, you can ask the Holy Spirit when you need it. It said he will bring it back up to your spirit. He'll bring it back to your heart and your ear that it'll come out of your mouth. You'll remember. And that happens to me now. So when I feel discouraged, yes, I can quote tons of faith scriptures And then again, it's not all even about how many scriptures you know, but how many scriptures are you actually applying to your life? Even if you get one or two faith scriptures or one or two scriptures about whatever you're dealing with. Maybe your thing right now is in struggling with faith. Maybe it's patience. Maybe it's love, kindness. Maybe it's, um, I'm trying to see, maybe self-control. Get scriptures on those things and focus on that. And I'm getting back to that myself because we want change in our lives, but we're not doing what's necessary. Because just thinking it and hoping it, it ain't going to do it, sis. You got to do way more than that. uh, Way more than that. Our minds have to be transformed uh, because we're conforming every day when we hear the news, social media, other people's lives, our opinions, television, all these things are flooding our minds with opinions and viewpoints. But it's time for us to make sure that the true viewpoint, which is the word of God, is getting in our hearts so that we can be transformed and not conformed and in where it tells us in Romans twelve one through 2 that you have to Make sure that you're not, you're not being conformed. It says, be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the only way you can constantly renew your mind is to renew that your mind in the Word of God. That's why it's not a day that I don't wake up and I don't get in the Word of God. And it's not about, you know, rules and regulations. Like, oh my God, I didn't get in the Word today. I'm so terrible. No, it's just about after a while when you have that relationship with God, you want to put His Word first. Um, because you you need to feed yourself, feed yourself spiritually, just like you have to eat every day to be uh, nourished and strong and healthy in the natural. Same thing in the spirit. You need to feed yourself some kind of way in the spirit every single day so that you're strong. And the spiritual realm is very real. And a lot of times we're failing because we're trying to we're trying to fix things that are spiritual with natural solutions and that will never work. And so we'll try to do things in the natural and nothing's wrong with the natural. Like, for example, working out is great. All these things are great, you know, but certain things, certain sicknesses and diseases. Yeah, work out, eat healthy, do what they tell you to do. But sometimes you just got to cast out whatever it is that's going on with yourself. Speak to it like I speak over this diabetes. I am healed by Jesus stripes and keep speaking it every single day. But again, that's according to your faith. If the word tells you that you, you can have healing, that you're already healed, are you going to grab that for yourself and believe it and stand on it and do what's necessary to see that coming to pass in your life? And I want to encourage you, like, because some people may say, girl, it don't take all of that. I'm just going to do things in the natural. I'm going to keep doing this, this, that, and that. That's fine. It doesn't take all that for you. But so when you see me walking and healing and you see me walking in supernatural um debt cancellation and you see me walking in financial prosperity and it seems like you don't know how it's happening because in the natural it seems like i shouldn't be able to have those things maybe i don't have the education level or i don't have what you have or this and that then you can't question it because i'm taking the word of god the principles of truth and i'm applying it to my life and i you you will start seeing the manifestation of that and then you will wonder well how does it seem like this person is always excelling in life even in a recession how does it seem like they're never never sick even when the virus is going around how does how come it seems like they have peace Even when fear is everywhere and they should be scared because what's going on? Because I eh, operate on a higher level. It's supernatural because I am of a kingdom that's not of this world. The word of God tells us you're in this world, but you are not of this world. So you don't have to operate according to this world. And if you're a child of God, Maybe you don't know that or maybe you forget it. And I want to encourage you today to remember that because we don't have to operate in the natural according to what's going on in the land around us. God wants to have his people to stand out for his glory so that the world can come to Jesus to know he is the one way the only way and when you live for him he takes care of his kids and when you live for him he covers them and when you live for him you're going to see a supernatural life you're going to see supernatural fruit and you're going to see natural fruit because he blesses his kids in the natural as well and then you can't hang on that because you have the same access that i have but you just refuse to believe it and to apply it to your life so i just want to encourage you that that's available to every single person christian every single believer of jesus christ who's accepted him as their lord and savior god is their father and he is obligated and responsible to take care of you the word of god says i will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory in christ jesus so that means all your needs not some (laughs) not oh my god we don't have any food today and then he and you talk to the lord about it he don't supply no (laughs) in matthew it tells us it says look at the birds in the air (laughs) It says, look at the lilies of the field. It says, they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't work, they don't toil. They ain't, they ain't gonna work how we have to go to work and stress and we stress and strain it. It says, you know, about the lilies of the field. It said, even in Solomon's greatest time, and I'm paraphrasing, even in all of his glory, he wasn't dressed as beautiful or as luxurious as the lilies of the field. And they don't work. They ain't got no job. They just trust in God because he created them. He's their creator. And they know he's going to clothe them. And the word of God says today, they're here. Tomorrow, they're thrown in the fire. But look how great I take care of them. But you don't think I'm going to take care of you. And you're made of my image and my likeness. O ye of little faith is what the word says. Like, wow, you don't trust that I will take care of you. Of course, yeah, have a job. Ain't nothing wrong with that, y'all. We got to work. However, it's like our job isn't our supplier. Our job isn't our complete provider. It's used, you know, God used that to bless us or us to also sow financial seeds to bless other people, pay a few of our bills. But that shouldn't be the end of the money that we receive, especially if you understand sowing and reaping and you understand harvest, harvest time, that there's a sowing time. There's a reaping time and that, you know, God gives seed to the sower. And so it's like if we don't understand those concepts, then we're we're holding ourselves short because you may have a job where you're making six figures and God still wants to bless you beyond that. You may have a job where you're making thirty thousand, forty five thousand and he still wants to bless you beyond that. God never intended for our jobs to be our only source. Cause he's our ultimate source. So these are just a few of the little principles, kind of that I'm just throwing out there, and I'll oh, and I'll talk more about them because this is what I believe. This is the word of God. So it's not even just about my belief. It is what it is, and it's it is available to everyone. But I'm on here again to to encourage you not to give up. And so I've gone into these other you know little subtopics because it's like when you know what you have access to, you don't have to worry about God coming through for you. You know that he's going to come through for you. And I challenge you to think of one situation, even if it's really small, but find one situation where God came through for you. It's the truth. And sometimes in certain situations, we think God didn't come through for us and God didn't give us whatever we thought we needed or wanted because it wasn't for us or wasn't best for us or he was protecting us. And you have to trust that, too. You have to trust that even when God says no, he's protecting or he has something better. I thank God that God said no to me about certain things. I heard somebody say God never says no. But sometimes that's not true because sometimes we don't know what to ask for. We ask for the wrong thing. And so then he doesn't give it to us and we're like, God, you didn't come through. Well, no. First of all, you have to make sure it's a holy desire because if I'm praying for someone else's husband, he going to say no because that's not according to his word (laughs) because that ain't my man. That's somebody else's marriage. So you got to know, you know, scripture. You got to know the heart of God, the character of God. Because if you're asking for things that are sinful in nature or not God, God's will or plan, and you know that by knowing the word of God, then it's going to be a no. You know what I mean? And so those are just things. Or if you're praying somebody something evil, Lord, um, get that person because they messed with me or kill that person because they did this. It's like, no. That that's not of God either. And also the word of God says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. But he tells us, he says, he'll handle that. But he says, you do not repay evil for evil or insult for insult. We're to love our enemies and God will take care of them if they're messing with us. Believe me, if somebody's continually messing with you, God knows how to do what he needs to do to get them off his kid. He, he has no problem with protecting his children, but he always wants us to have a heart of compassion and mercy and love. And that's not always easy, but that's why we have to give our heart to God, ask him to help us and meditate on the scriptures that help us, that talk about love, mercy, forgiveness and those types of subjects. But yes, I just wanna encourage you to know that God loves you. He loves you so much and he has great plans for your life and I want you to stay encouraged. I don't know what you're going through, but God knows exactly what you're going through and he wants you to know and he wants me to say to you, I see you, I know what you're going through, I know your pain, I've seen your tears, I've heard your cries and I am not moved by what you're going through and what I mean by He is not afraid of the situation. He's bigger than it. He can handle it and he's got you. You have to trust him continually. He loves you and he cares for you. And when he says he sees your tears, he means he loves you. He's got you. He's here to comfort you. Call on him, but also call on him as the solution because he has a solution to what you're going through. He sees your pain. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel, but you have to believe that he has your back. Continue to trust him. He loves you. He knows what you're going through. He has not left you. He's so mindful of you. Every little thing too. Not just the great big things, every little thing. He sees you. He knows you by name. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He's called you by name. And he's just so mindful of your future And so when you feel like no one cares, know that God does care when it seems like he's silent and you hear nothing, know that God is moving even when you can't see him. Because again, we have to have eyes of faith, you know, and the word of God says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Don't walk by what you see with your physical eyes. You have to trust that God loves you and know that he loves you and know that he's working on your behalf. But are you accessing what he has to offer? Are you speaking the word of God over every situation, looking for scriptures to deal with the situations you're going through? And are you standing on those words, even when it looks like nothing's changing, when it looks like nothing's happening, when it looks like the thing you prayed for is not coming? Are you still standing on that word? And when you feel attacked with doubt and fear, you have to amp up the scriptures. You, you got to amp up the reading of the word. You have to amp up your singing of praise and worship songs because it's an attack of the enemy because he knows if he can kill your faith and have you fearing and doubting, Oh my God, he's just stolen everything that God had coming for you. And it doesn't mean that we're going to have perfect faith. No, but it just means that if you never believe what the word says, he, the enemy is happy about that because he knows, wow, now I have her believing that God ain't who he says he is, that he's not faithful. So now she's not going to receive anything from the Lord and faith pleases God. It's impossible to please God without faith. Because first of all, you have to believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he's the Messiah, that he died on the cross, rose again. Now he's in heaven with our father. That because we believe on him, by grace we're saved if we confess that he's our Lord and Savior. We have to believe those things. If you don't have faith to believe that, then how are you going to have faith to believe that he can heal you from a situation or help your finances or heal your child or help whoever, whatever situation? So we have to have faith, guys. So if you feel like giving up, do not give up. Please, you could be right there where your promise is coming, where God wants to bless you and you give up. Don't do it. Strengthen your faith. Get in the word. Look up scriptures on faith. Meditate them. Write them down. Put them on the wall. Whatever you have to do, listen to messages about faith so that your faith will not fail. Don't get weary in well-doing. God is going to, he is going to reward those that diligently seek him, that continue. And this, these are all scriptures. And again, also the word of God tells us the race isn't given to the strong or the fast. In other words, you ain't going to be strong in your own strength. You're going to get weak sometimes. You're going to give up sometimes uh, or feel like giving up. Uh, You're going to feel weary sometimes, but the race is given or the reward I should say is given to the one that endures to the end. So don't look at other people who cares if it seems like they're stronger or faster or or they got all the faith in the world. Forget that. Just focus on your faith because the word of God tells us you only need faith as, as the size of a mustard seed to see God's faithfulness, to see him move in a situation. And a mustard seed's extremely small. You can Google it, it's really tiny. And so if you only need faith that size, God can work with you where you are, but you gotta trust him, you gotta believe that god is who he says he is that his word is true you got to know his word so you can know what to believe and continue to stand so i love you i want to encourage you don't give up please don't give up god loves you he has plans for your life he wants to bless your life don't get weary don't fear that god wants to hold out from you he doesn't and then you have to trust romans 8 i believe it's 28 where he says all things work together for the good of those who love the lord and are called according to his purpose meaning if you're a child of god you love him um, you're walking in his purpose for your life. All things are going to work out. Even if it's not how you thought it was going to work out. God knows, even if you made mistakes, y'all, and, and failed miserably, God knows how to turn failure into miracles. And he knows how to turn our lives, no matter what situations, into a beautiful bow or a beautiful bouquet of flowers. He gives beauty for ashes. He knows how to take every single situation in our life and get the glory out of it and make us a glorious future. So trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Don't give up. Keep running. Keep going. Keep faith. And stay strong. So I love you. Hopefully today I've said something, you know, that helped you, that inspired you. Um, and again, you know you can follow me on all social media platforms at Charbria Shine. On Instagram and Twitter, follow at Max Out Girl. And if you're interested in music, you can follow me everywhere at Charbria Music. Right now, my single Rescue Me is available everywhere for download or purchase. So again, I hope I said something today that inspired encouraged you and elevated your thinking and always remember to max out girl this is Shabria Shine and I'll talk to you next time bye